Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In this episode, we're going to talk about the three ways that natural horsemanship is ruining the partnership with your horse. And this was kind of a shocking headline for me that I saw on a Facebook post. And the three things that this person said, the way that natural horsemanship was ruining the partnership with your horse was round petting your horse, making your horse look at you and shaking the rope to back up. And I agree with two out of these three things, but I disagree with one of them. So I'm going to go through them a little bit and I'm going to add in a different third one that I think is ruining the partnership with your horse. And this is just from my years of experience playing with a bunch of different horses and also having been through it where I did all of these things myself and definitely did them with many, many horses. And I could see how those horses turned out and what they went through in that training process versus how I do things now and use a much different approach using harmony horsemanship and building that calm connection and working on exercises that involve less tools, less restrictions, and can even do things out in open spaces. So the first one of round petting your horse, and this is in the sense of kind of chasing your horse around the round pen or kind of making them move and run a little bit in each direction, that kind of thing. That I definitely agree is one thing that can ruin the partnership with your horse for many reasons. One being that For example, if you're pushing your horse up against the round pen and they're running around the round pen panels like on the edge, then you're teaching your horse that they need to get away from you to that point that they have to go up on those rails. And that's not a good thing. Or if you're chasing them, like what if your horse was out in a bigger space, then you would be teaching them to find the outer limit of that ring, which isn't a good thing if you have the goal of liberty. I do a lot of liberty with my horses. I do a lot of liberty in open spaces. I take them to the beach. I let them loose. I've done liberty in downtown Toronto City in the big um, Dundas Square, which is our equivalent to Times Square. And it's a big open area and we did weaving the water fountains. My horses had distance between us doing that liberty and I didn't have to worry because I know my horses find me as a comfort spot. And if you're pushing your horse up against the rail of a round pen, then you're teaching them to go to the outer limits of the ring, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but also when you are chasing a horse or you're making them run like that, you aren't uh, necessarily creating that draw and that horse's desire to want to be with you you're kind of pushing them out away and it can cause some problems and it can even cause some flightiness from your horse when you're trying to work on some other types of cues so you have to be really really careful about how you use a round pen and try to be really careful not to chase them up against the wall now does this mean that we don't want to ever ride our horse on the rail or work our horse on the rail No, I'm not saying that you can't have your horse go along the rail sometimes or that you can't ask your horse to go on a circle or go faster or canter or things like that. You can. You just have to be careful about how you do it, which is why we use our create a yes horse technique in harmony horsemanship. So that way we don't uh, get into a relationship where our horse is thinking that we're being an assertive leader and actually um, causing them to drive away too much. So the second one that they mentioned in this article is making your horse look at you. And the reason why they said this is because when a horse 
is scared, they will often look at whatever's upsetting them because they want to make sure that they're looking at whatever it is that's bothering them, but also to keep their vital organs behind their head or their eyes or what they're looking at uh, to keep their vital organs safe. And so they were kind of saying that having your horse look at you or face you is a sign, could be a sign of your horse being scared. And I find this a really funny point and I definitely disagree with it because horses just like to look at whatever's curious, whatever's interesting. Yes, uh, they'll look at what's scaring them sometimes too. Sometimes they'll be actually running away from what's scaring them, but they just look at anything that kind of has their attention and they'll face whatever has their attention. It's not necessarily meaning that they're, they're really upset. So in their perspective, they were saying that For example, after a circle, let's say you do a circle and then you disengage your horse's hind end and you get them to face you, that this is a bad thing because your horse, you're putting your horse into like a defensive state because they're kind of freezing it that if your horse is facing you, it's, it's them being defensive because they're looking at you because you're scaring them. And I find that an interesting idea, but I definitely disagree with it. So for example, in Harmony Horsemanship, we do a lot of getting our horses to look at us and check in with us because we want them to be focusing on us. And so it's like a, hey, what are you up to? Uh, Check in with me, look at me, but not in a chase their hind end, chase them around in a defensive kind of way, more in a getting their attention and just getting them to come over. My horses look at me and face me when they're coming over to me in the field. They see me at the gate and they come on over or anytime they're going to come over to me, they have to face me to come on over. So it's not saying that a horse facing you is a defensive state is an interesting idea. And although sometimes I could see that that would be true, a lot of the time it's not going to be true. They're just going to look at you because they're looking at you and they're wondering what you're doing or they're curious or they're paying attention to what you're asking them to do next. And if you have an interest in working your horse at liberty, especially liberty in open spaces, then your horse watching you and facing you is going to be a very helpful thing to get your horse to have the attention on you. So I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And actually in Harmony Horsemanship, when we teach our version of lunging, which is sending your horse out on the circle, when we're teaching that to our horse, we like to have our horse come into us afterwards and seek us out. So that way it's not just a, I am chasing you around on the circle, or it's not, you don't want to call it chasing when you're lunging, but I'm making you move out on a circle. And now I'm going to make you not look at me and stay out on the circle. That can be a very disconnecting exercise with your horse. So to help balance that a little bit more in harmony horsemanship, we send the horse out on a circle but then we invite them to come in and we do it with body language. So that way it helps the horse have to keep watching us with their eyes to pay attention to when we're asking them to move forward versus when we're asking them to come into us. And it helps to keep that dialogue open a little bit more, that communication of what we're asking them to do and and where we're asking them to go. It just helps it to be a little bit more friendly and less Uh, like do this and do that and do this and do that and don't look here and it's it lets it be a little bit more relationship based so that is something that's a little bit different one that they did not put in their article that 
I would put instead is the concept of adding more pressure to get what you want. So a lot of natural horsemanship is systematically adding more pressure to get the horse to do what you want them to do. And the problem with that is let's say a horse is scared. Well, adding more pressure doesn't necessarily help because let's say you're asking your horse to go, I don't know, over a bridge and your horse understands the cue to go forward. They understand what you're asking them to do, but they're scared to put their feet on their bridge and they don't want to go across the bridge. Well, imagine if you were scared of something like really, really scared. And then the person that's guiding you and helping you just starts yelling at you, starts yelling at you, pushing at you, shoving at you, uh, all of those things. Then what happens is you start to get into a really emotional state because you're already scared of the thing that you're being asked to do. And now you're being rushed. And so you can get into a panic place. And you can push horses into a fight or flight response where they become very emotional and can become very dangerous because they're so scared they're not even thinking straight. And they might really jump across that bridge in a dangerous way or run across it. They might try to run over top of you, not because they're a mean or they're a bad horse or anything like that. They're just have been pushed to a breaking point where they're really scared and they just kind of snap. So you have to be really, really careful about adding more pressure. Even if let's say the horse is confused, you're asking them to go sideways and they don't do a lot of sideways or they don't haven't practiced it. So they don't really know what you're asking them to do. And so they're confused and they're kind of walking forwards or they're walking backwards, but they're just not going sideways. They just don't get it. If you start screaming at them in the sense that you start really kicking them with your leg or whipping them or spurring them or doing all sorts of things to just add more pressure, then you can cause an emotional response again, where you cause that horse to get into that fight or flight. And what happens is you can actually condition your horse to to get anxious. And so for example, if your horse gets confused when you're asking him to go sideways and then you follow it up with a lot of pressure and you get like a lot of um, intensity there with the pressure and you cause them to get emotional and reactive, then the next time you go to put your leg on to ask for sideways again, the horse can almost immediately default into that anxious and responsive and reactive uh, state where they get into that fight or flight because they just remember how awful it felt last time. So this time you're asking for sideways and they just quickly get into that emotional mindset again. So I'd be so careful about adding pressure. Pressure isn't necessarily a bad thing uh, because we do things like, pull back on the reins and the horse stops. And so we give the pressure on the reins and the horse stops. And so that's a a type of pressure and release. It's just a matter of how much pressure you add. You don't want to tip your horse into that emotional frame of mind. And the amount of pressure that's going to do that for a horse is going to depend on the horse. Some horses are more sensitive to pressure than others. So we have to be aware of that and respond appropriately to that. But a horse that's confused doesn't need you to simply add more pressure and cause them to get emotional. They need you to clarify that cue and help them understand what that's going to be. So I would say that that is a big one that can ruin relationships with horses is simply adding more pressure until you get what you want because more pressure is not always the appropriate response. 
And also it can be very easy to accidentally add too much pressure and cause your horse to go into a true fight or flight response where they kind of explode at you or become really dangerous. So you have to use a lot of caution with that. And then the last one was shaking the rope to get your horse to back up. And the reason for this is because if you shake your rope to get your horse to back up, it often causes your horse to bring their head up pretty high. And when they do that, they often will arc their back in a hollow way because they'll bring their head up so high with their nose out that they kind of arc their back. When really, when a horse backs up, we want them to kind of lift their back and round themselves and underneath themselves. So they use their back and their hind end a little bit better. But when you shake the rope at them, it doesn't usually happen. Now, shaking the rope to get your horse to back up can be a really handy skill if your horse is uh, far away from you or they get the end of the rope and you want them to back up a little further. So it can still be a cool thing to teach your horse. How I would encourage people to think about it is if you do a gentle wiggle and your horse doesn't back up, is there another type of cue that you can use to cause your horse to back up? Maybe you motion rhythm towards them. Maybe you press on their chest or press on their nose and some other way to help them understand what they're supposed to do. And that way you can encourage them to lift their back and lower their head and kind of uh, tuck their haunches underneath them as they back up instead. So does it ruin the partnership? Not necessarily, but I would say that it, um, it can cause your horse to learn a posture that is going to not help them with the rest of the things that they're going to do. In any event, I found it a really interesting read, and it's one of the reasons why I don't like harmony horsemanship being called natural horsemanship, because natural horsemanship does have some negative connotation to it. Really, natural horsemanship just means using communication and leadership type methods that come naturally to the horse because they they understand them because they're based on her dynamics and how horses naturally kind of behave. So in principle, I don't really have an, an issue with the term. You know, it makes sense. And I'm the president of the Natural Horsemanship Association. But unfortunately, a lot of the common principles that natural horsemanship have taken over the last number of years have caused it to have that bit of negative context. And uh, often natural horsemanship is associated with the round pen, running your horse in the round pen, or systematically adding more pressure to get what you want, or shaking that rope to get your horse to back up, which are all not necessarily the best of things. The shaking of the rope, not such a huge concern to me. Um, I've seen it done kind of in a rough way, which is not great, but that goes back to the adding more pressure to get what you want piece, which I think is the bigger issue with how most people kind of think of natural horsemanship in that way. So there are other ways that we can get horses to be motivated and to learn. And the two examples that I gave you here, the horse that's scared, you you just need to wait with them a little bit more, maybe lessen the pressure, let them not feel so overwhelmed and, and then try. Or for the horse that's confused, it's figuring out how to clarify for them. So I hope you guys found this interesting. If you're able to drop us a comment and let us know, do you agree with these three things from natural horsemanship that could be ruining the partnership with your horse? Or is there something else that you would put on that list 
or let me know if you think that all of these things are great and wonderful and working for your horse. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at harmonyhorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, lindsaypartridge.com. That's lindsay with an E, partridge.com or harmonyhorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.